The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. Bibles to the book of Galatians. I'll do an expositional sermon today. And just simply to explain, similar hopefully what Nehemiah did when he tried to explain the Word of God to those folks. May I do the same from this wooden pulpit. Uh, Galatians chapter 1, verse 4 through 12. Galatians chapter 1, 4 through 12. Then I will be referring over to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 1 through 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 1 through 4. And so, if you have a Bible, if you don't, we have little red books, bright red books, different from the song book, you can use them. We, we at Gospel use the King James Bible because we believe simply, without a shadow of a doubt, I believe. The King James is the best Bible in English uh, for any English-speaking person anywhere in the world. It's got the most reliable manuscript background, so I encourage you to use it. And if you want to know more about it, you can see me. Galatians chapter 1, let me read quickly the verse and then make some comments. Who gave himself for our sins. I hope you I hope you take verse 4 and you circle that, you underline it, you highlight it. In your, I hope you underline it. Now, if you have an electronic Bible, you can hit the color and then color that. I would. Who gave himself for our sins. Speaking of Jesus Christ, by the way, that's the gospel. That he might deliver us from the present evil world. That's the result of the gospel. According to the will of God our Father, that's the purpose, is to fulfill the will of the Father. And so you have the gospel, the result, and its purpose. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there are be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. And then this, these next few verses, wow. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again. Now what that simply is, is it's said twice for emphasis. You all had parents? Of course you did. But, I mean, your parents may not have raised you. It's possible they could have died earlier or left you or had other kinds of problems. If you had parents that raised you, you, you heard things twice and three times and four times. That's what God does to us, kind of hits you in the head again. Uh, he says, what I said before, I say again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Or do I now persuade man or God? Or do I seek to please man? For if I yet pleased man, I should not be the servant of Christ. Wow. 
Speaking for Christ is not about popularity. It's about truthfulness. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. That qualified Paul to be an apostle. I think his name will be on the foundations of the New Jerusalem. If I get up there and it's somebody else's name, I will publicly apologize on the corner of glory and hallelujah if you're there at the right moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. You don't have to turn there. Let me read it. Would to God ye would bear with me a little of my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. This is Paul's heart to the people that God sent him to. For I have espoused you as one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. It's every dad's wish for his daughters, kids. For I bear, for I fear, lest that by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, or whom he you have whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit of which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Let's have a moment of prayer. Father, now come. I'll work through the imperfections, the humanities, the disruptions, and by your grace and mercy, implant on our mind those things which are from heaven today. Strike from our mind those things which are not. In Jesus' name, amen. Truth, when it entered into the world, was fought against from the moment it entered into the world. Adam and Eve had the serpent hanging around them. Jesus' birth, uh, as soon as he was born, Herod uh, threatened to destroy him. Jesus, as truth, because he is the truth and the way and the life, right? Uh, uh, John 14, 6. Jesus, as truth, was resisted on every turn. His family did not understand him and doubted him. By the way, he did have real half-brothers and sisters. His friends thought he was crazy. His enemies thought he had a demon and was simply a glutton and a wine-bibber. Jesus meant a wall of resistance as he walked through this old world of sin. Uh, am I any different? Should it be different from me as it was from Christ, my Savior? The things that I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace, Jesus said, in the world, John 16, 33, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. In other words, there's a promise that not often is quoted. We like to quote promises that God is going to be with us, he's going to be present with us, he's going to be beside us. All of those promises are true. All of them are great. I have memorized and put them in many of them in my heart. I go back over them over and over. But you also got to remember these promises. In John 16, it says, In the world ye are going to have trouble. The word tribulation means bad trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Dear Christian, you're not in heaven yet. 
And sometimes we want to talk ourselves as if we're in heaven. In other words, I've been born again. I've got God as my father. My sins have been forgiven. I've been washed white as snow. And that's all practically and in many cases, even positionally true. But yet, I am still walking around in this old world who hates truth. If the Supreme Court decision didn't tip you off on that, nothing would. They undid approximately 6,000 years of wisdom. What kind of egotistical people are in that court that would turn over 6,000 years of accepted truth that a marriage is between a man and a woman. All those people who did not believe that died out because they couldn't reproduce. I think we ought to take all those people and put them in New York City wallet. Don't let that go over the internet or I definitely will never get back on iTunes. Oh, they cut me off. They cut me off. Didn't think it'd take that long, but remember who the who the God who's the God of this world? Oh, Jesus. No. Stop. The Bible says the devil's the God of this world. He's the prince and power of the air. We as born-again believers have been snatched out, practically speaking, of his world. But we're still living in it. We're an enemy within. Brother, he fears us like he fears nothing else. When we walk out into those neighborhoods where those where his people live, and he's he's successfully destroying their families, destroying their marriages, destroying their children. They're going to jail. They're getting on crack cocaine and marijuana, and they're getting drunk and they're getting alcoholic. And he's promising them world which we know that is a lie. And then we walk in there as children of light, and we say, "There's a better way." All that junk you've heard is a lie. It's wrong. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And you can have a better way and your sins forgiven. Ooh, doggies, that makes him mad. Hmm. And we have evidently made him mad. And I expect some trouble. And we've had trouble. The devil's the God of this world. This is not God's territory. We're not in a friendly environment. We're living, we're living for truth. Nothing's friendly. I like the old song. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasure's laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Angels welcome me from heaven's golden shore. And I don't feel at home in this world anymore. I'm an alien. Illegal alien. More and more, I'm becoming, as a born-again believer, that believes the old King James Bible, an illegal alien. Paul, in this text that, we just, that God had me pick here and go over, that Paul's struggling with the churches of Galatia. He had gone over to the church area of Galatia. Man, the old boy had been stoned for these people. I mean, he'd been beaten for these people. I mean, he had gone through some trouble to give them the gospel. They had heard the gospel. They had responded to the gospel with happy, happy hearts and gladness that Jesus died for them. 
They had happily received it, but he had to move on. There were other lost people. He was an itinerant. He was an old missionary. Missionaries are not made to stay in one place their whole life. They're made to help start a church. Now that church gets established in indigenous, go do it again, and go do it again, and go do it again. That's what we're doing here. But I'll tell you what, not long afterwards, guess, who, guess what happened? The devil showed up. The devil shows up. You know, we have a natural tendency to reject truth. We have a natural tendency to, be, to believe a lie before we believe the truth. If you don't know yourself well enough to know that, you are in big heap of trouble. You have a natural tendency to believe a lie over the truth. I hope you are not internet educated. I hope you don't go to the internet, internet for your information because unless you know what the truth is, you are gonna, the internet is full of misinformation. It is full of radical lies and hypocrisies and everything else. There is some good on it. There is some truth on it. But, brother, you better be careful what you get off of the Internet. I'm hearing more and more people misstating stuff that's just not so. I mean, certain people quoted this and they never did. Certain, and it looks good, it smells good, but it's not the truth. Be careful. Be careful. Well, people came in there and began to change the, the gospel that Paul had preached to them. It makes sense to me that the gospel will save those who believe that the first number one target of the devil is going to be to try to get the gospel corrupted, try to change the gospel, try to move it in a way that people will not be saved. So he makes it first clear, the first thing he does here in verse 4 to them, he says, let's straighten out what the gospel is. He says, first of all, the gospel is that Jesus Christ died for you. He gave himself for our sins. It's a substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ called often a vicarious atonement. It is Jesus Christ taking my place and your place where we rightly deserved the nails. We get the forgiveness. If we by faith will say, yes, I believe he did exist. I believe he is who he said he was. I believe he came and died upon that old rugged cross and he was buried the third day, and he actually died, and the third day he was literally, visibly, physically raised from the dead, and now he sits on the right hand of the throne of God, for, and he makes intercession for me. I believe it. Lord, I believe. Help thou any unbelief I may have. And God cares about that prayer. So right away, Paul squares away, what's the gospel? This gospel I preached to you, uh, and you received it through submission to the Holy Spirit, and you begin to obey the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ. But right off the bat, as soon as you get saved, whoop, here comes the counterfeiters. The counterfeiters show up. And verse, the next verse 6 through 9, there's always counterfeiters showing up after you every time. Did you know, and you probably did because I just read it, that there is another gospel. People will come sometimes, they'll leave here and go to another church, and now it'll be a church that really I know preaches another gospel. They don't know it because they're not old enough in the faith or wise enough in the Word of God to understand that. But they'll go to a church that is oftentimes the preacher don't believe in the virgin birth of Jesus, don't believe in the Bible's inspired Word of God, and on and on and on and on. But he gets up there and he takes a Bible, of course not the King James Bible because they don't like that, any other Bible, but they'll take some sort of a Bible and they'll get up there and a 
and, and I'll call them and say, how you doing? Uh, a lot of times they move away from here. You know, people, I can't believe anybody moves away from here, but they do. And sometimes they move away from here and they'll find a church and they'll say, preacher, I'm going to blah, 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 search. And, 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 and the preacher, I say, well, because right away, as soon as they mention the name, I know that this is a, another gospel church, another Jesus church, and another spirit church. It's not true to the Bible. Oh, he says, preacher, he preach. He's okay. He preaches out of the Bible. I'm like, duh. Just because he has a book that he calls the Bible, which in many times isn't even the right book, and preaches out of it doesn't mean he accepts any of it. My wife and I watched a program on TV not long ago where they interviewed preachers and they blacked their face out and they changed their voice. They've interviewed preachers of these churches who didn't believe in God. How many saw that? Anybody see that beside me? You saw that? You saw it? Okay, I'm not making it up. There was an ad. Could you believe it? And they asked the guy, why are you the pastor of this church and you don't believe in God? And he says, well, I got my education in this field and I can't make a living anyway else. All comes down to the money. All I can tell you is that the denomination of that guy started with an L. That's all I'm going to tell you. There is another Jesus. Look, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4, it says there's another Jesus, there's another spirit. There is another gospel. It is easier to obey a counterfeit than it is the truth. That is self-evident. I like what the forefathers said. These truths we find to be self-evident. It's pretty self-evident that the false gospel, the false spirit, and the false Jesus thrive in this world. Some of the biggest groups of people meeting today are under a false gospel, a false Jesus. They are. And, and because they just simply have changed. Don't, because Why? It's not surprising to me that it's easier for an unregenerate human being to believe the false than it is the truth. That's what he's saying there. We have a propensity to move left. We have... Don't, excuse me for this lingo, but we have the Toyota lean. Now you're saying, you're sitting there saying, Brother Bill, what's the Toyota lean? First of all, I believe we should buy American. Secondly, having said that, you, I, I've bought a couple Toyotas. And in a Toyota, when you bought it, it would lean left. Well, I mean, the, the actual vehicle leaned to the left. I called the Toyota dealer up, and I said, Look, man, I got this Toyota truck, and it leans to the left. He said, oh, that's just a Toyota lean. I said, this is my last Toyota, and it was. It was a Toyota lean. He said, it's just the way they do. We don't know why it does that. It just does that. I guess in, in Japan, the factory, I don't know. But we have it. We, as under, before we're born into the family of God and have the Spirit of God, we have a propensity for error. We have the propensity to believe the, a lie before we believe the truth. That's what these people had. They, they, even though they, many of them had been saved in the church of Galatia, a false teacher comes right behind Paul and they say, Ooh, that sounds better. And what was their gospel? Well, there's only a few kinds of false gospel. Number one, adding works to the gospel. 
add works. Now, you wouldn't think anybody that was born from heaven would ever go for that because I'm saved by grace. For by grace you are saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Why in the world, with clear passages like that and so many others, would I ever succumb to a guy that says, oh, now, that's good. I mean, you're saved by grace, but you have to keep the law. Why would I go back to some, why would I, because we have the Toyota lean. We have the propensity to move left if we're not careful and go back to God and, and, our, and, and beg him to keep us tr true and pure. Paul chews on them hard. He says, I don't care what the credibility, because see, they went to Paul and said, yeah, but these guys are smart. These guys are intelligent. These guys can, they can, they can quote the Greek, and they can quote the Hebrew, and they can quote sources, and they got a tremendous memory, and they got a fabulous intellect. And what Paul basically does in this passage says, I don't care what their credibility is. I don't care how many PhDs they have. I don't care what memory abilities they Brother, if an angel even from heaven walked down and said something different and I've taught you, let him be damned to hell. Because if you look in the Greek, the word accursed means, can be translated, damned to hell or go to hell. That's not an abusive translation at all. And he couldn't have used a stronger terminology than he used where he said, let him be accursed. How serious is it to add to or subtract away from the gospel of Jesus Christ? Pretty serious. Woo! If you have salvation plus works, Christ was unnecessary. If you have salvation with some works, Christ was not enough. If you have salvation with no works, Christ was everything. And he was what God accepted as the sacrifice for your sin and mine. Folks, don't add to the gospel. Don't complicate the gospel. It's the simplicity in Christ Jesus. And you know if you know much about computers, and this man does know something about computers, that to get simple with a computer means you have to have a whole lot of complexity behind getting there. And brother, what God did for us was unbelievably complex and creative and phenomenal, but he presents it to us at, a, at even a five-year-old child can understand the gospel. You don't have to have a whole bunch of theology to know you're a sinner. You don't have to have a whole bunch of theology to know you've offended God over and over and over. You've lied, you've cheated, you've done everything, you've lusted, you've broken all the Ten Commandments one time or another and more many times. If your sins were listed in a book, it'd be thicker than this. And it don't take a whole lot to understand when Jesus says, and says I want to take your place to say, I'm for it. I'm for it. I don't see why anybody resists the gospel. When, you, when, the, when the blessed gospel that Jesus Christ died for your sins, and he was buried, and the third day he rose again for your sins, when the Bible says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I can't imagine anybody not saying, I don't want that. 
I'd rather go to God and answer for my sin, and he'll weigh my good works and bad works, and guess the way that's going to go for you? Because your good works will be rejecting his son as the Savior. If there is any good, there won't be any. Your bad works, as I told you, would fill a book. And he's going to have to say as a just judge, depart from me, ye cursed, accursed. Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Oh, that shouldn't be you. That shouldn't be you. For those who come by and say you got to keep the law and the gospel, run! For those who come by and say Jesus is not God manifest in the flesh, run! For those who say that angel Moroni appeared to me and gave me some more gospel, run! For those who come by and say that their head of their church is the vicar of Christ, run! For those who come by and say Allah is God and Muhammad is his prophet, run! That's a false gospel. It's a false spirit. It's a false Jesus. Stick with the gospel that saved you. Stick with the gospel of the Bible. Stick with the gospel that keeps you. The gospel of Christ was revealed by God, not man. It's not an invention of man. It didn't come up and was created by man for the weak-minded it was created by God. It's, it, the whole concept of the gospel, the older and the longer I study it, and I've studied it 40-plus uh, odd years, for almost 45 years now, and I can tell you that the longer I've studied it, the deeper I've looked at it, the more profound it is. It's so profound that God presented it in simplicity. Wow. Only God could do that. Men, men, we like to complicate stuff, man. We want to add all kinds of conditions to it. If you don't believe it, read a contract when you bought your house. Look, man, I'm just buying a house. I signed so many forms that I didn't read. That I could, I'm up scared. Someday they're going to come back and say, We own you, your children, and your grandchildren. Here's your name right here. You know, when you went in and financed the house and you went out of the mortgage papers, buy a car. I don't care if you buy a car cash. Buy a car cash. You signed, this was, let's just, well, just, you, you want to read it, go ahead. Brother, the gospel gets through all of the resistance cell. Oh, Paul was discouraged that the Galatian Christians have been so soon removed off of the pureness of the gospel. He comes back to them and he writes the book of the book to the churches of Galatia. Praise God, that church, that gospel, that book of Galatians has blessed me and blessed people for over two thousand years. And some of those people in, in that church, they got confused and they got gone, but most of them hung in there with a the real gospel. And the gospel gets through. It goes to the old motorcycle, biker, outlaw, hell's angels and saves some of them. It goes to the town drunks and saves some of them, like old Mel Trotter. 
It goes to the whoremongers and immoral women and strippers and saves some of them like old Mary Magdalene. It goes to the thieves and the crooks and the, and the con men like the old guy beside Jesus on the cross and saves some of them. It goes to the bank robbers, the top ten wanted by the FBI and saves some of them. Harold Hofflinger, bank robber, wanted the top ten FBI, led my mom and dad to Jesus <laughs> after he got out of jail. He, all he did was drive the other two guys to the bank. Never got out of the car. Spent 10 years in prison. And then when he got out in prison, he was, by the way, in prison, got saved. Dedicated his life to Jesus, got out of prison. Pastored a Baptist church. And about half the pastors of the Baptist church just got out of prison. The other half are going. But that's our constituency, too. And I'll tell you what. He got born again, came, and one, came down to my mom and dad's place about three blocks from his little church, and they both bowed their knees beside that sofa and got born of the family, born into the family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been born of the Spirit of God. Washed in his blood, join heirs with Jesus as we travel this side. I'm a glad I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I butchered it, but hey. What can white what can we say to these things? We can understand the purpose of the gospel in your life is to deliver you from this present evil world. That's what God wants to do. Jesus died for your sins for us to deliver us from this present evil world. Now that doesn't mean that in it you're not going to have the trouble he promised you would have while you're in it. What he is going to do is through the valley of the shadow of death. He's going to reveal himself to you. He's going to grow you through the trouble if you simply will believe that he is who he said he was. And he's going to walk you through it, and eventually when you get what he wants you to get, he's going to take you on to be his, adopt you fully as his child, leave this old body here, and give you a new body like unto his glorious body and you'll then spend eternity as a royal priesthood a chosen generation working for him and what he has planned in the future you say brother that's pie in the sky it's the truth it's true understand the purpose of the gospel is delivery from this present evil world do not go back to the wallowing the mire that you got saved out of. God has, in His purpose, saved you from this junk. Keep moving away from it. Understand the possibility that counterfeits on every side will be there to deceive you. We led some people to Christ. It took two years to get them to trust Christ. Two years. 
Guy got saved. Why? Oh, man, it was a good day. My neighbor, just my neighbor, one street over. He was the neighbor that one day I heard a boom against my house, went out there and dug a 22 bullet outside of my house. Good neighbor. He said, I was shooting at that dog, but I missed him. I said, could you point more towards the ground? And that old brother went over there. I remember one time I went and visited him. He says, I don't want any. Get out of here. He was tough. But he got born again. He became our Awana leader for six years. A week or two after he got saved, Joe wouldn't have showed up at his house. Comes to Sunday school class and says, there's some people, nice people, coming to my house telling me that Jesus is uh, an angel. He's not really the Son of God. And I said, they're liars. He said, well, I'm going ha- to hear what they got to say. Well, I said, take them Revelation and, and show them some verse. I gave him a couple of verses, show him. I, I was just, I remember the night, I've told this over and over again. I remember the night he said they were over there. I kept walking the floor. I was in my house going, oh, God, don't let him believe that. Oh, God, truly he's born of you. Truly he's born from heaven. Oh, God, don't let him hear that stuff. Let hinder those folks that are over there tonight because they're trying to teach him another gospel. Like a mother, I was hovering over him in prayer. And I remember he came to Sunday school the next week. And I said, brother, what happened? He said, I showed him this verse and I showed him that verse. And they said, well, if you're going to believe that, we're out of here. Glory to God. Understand that the gospel we preach is not from man, but it's from God. 2,000 years ago, the gospel that Paul preached is the same gospel preached here at Gospel Baptist Church. We don't want to change it. We don't want to add to it. We don't want to take away from it. We want to preach it just like it is. If me or an angel from heaven or anyone else comes to preach any other gospel, let them be accursed. Father, we pray that we would understand the truth this morning and the truth would set us free. May God, the Spirit of God, hover over this. Only you really can teach. And may you teach through, again, this word penned almost 2,000 years ago. May, Lord God, your Holy Spirit now take it again and apply it to those who have been struggling in an area that this meant the need. We pray, Father, that you'd help us to drive a stake down in our lives around the gospel of Jesus Christ and say, just like old Job said probably before the flood, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Father, there could be some here without Christ this morning. Have you explained it to them? Do they understand they're sinners without hope? Unless they come to Christ, unless they ask Jesus to save them. May they take the gumption and have the courage to say at invitation time, I want to talk to somebody about being saved. May they cast their pride to the side. And may they say, I don't care what people think. I want to speak to somebody about what this salvation thing is. Help us, Lord God. We pray for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together.
Sai 